We're gonna start recording right now. We just wait for Kai to come in. We don't need Kai. Screw <laughs> Kai. <laughs> okay, I guess we can start without Kai. <laughs> Let's see. What is, is, is my sound? Is my audio actually like yeah, acceptable? Yeah, you sound is fine. That sounds fine. actually better than you, what you should be. What is this? Is this like the Japanese <laughs> fuck boy? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Oh shit! Like, oh, there's people chose the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> what? Kai joined from the wrong. Po he, he's got like a second account for wait, podcasting. Wait, wait, wait! I thought. Like, yeah, oh, I thought you you supposed oh you supposed to put in the, the, your job description. Uh, that, 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 I mean, that, that's what Carl said. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently my job is like, it's Julian and Callum. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> hey, anybody, anybody tuning in right now, uh, if this is your first episode of Everyday Channel, I'm very sorry. We are very professional, uh, except for when I fly away to the other side of the continent and podcast from my hotel room with like a makeshift microphone and headsets. And yeah, I, it turns out I even forgot my charger in Germany. So I today I, I borrowed a charger from a guest but we'll get to that in a moment guys uh, how is it going it's episode 135 of your i'm not even going to try to pretend to do the usual intro just support us on patreon give us all the money you have and <laughs> that way i can afford a fly, flight back to europe Dude, I guess. You, yeah we got we got no show notes this episode we're we're just going in uh, on the fly raw. on the fly Dude, yeah, you sound so much so much better than i thought because like you, you told us that your equipment is like literally dog shit and it's like it's okay i can hear you uh, yeah, I mean, you say that until the internet cuts out again. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is actually hilarious. I'm literally sitting on my bed. I got like an iPad on the left side. I'm sitting in front of my laptop on the other side, and I I hope it's not going to run out of t uh, battery. And we, like we we have a pretty hard cutoff, right? It's something like an hour because that's what I think my laptop can still do. <laughs> nice. Uh, so guys, you you're at home, Callum. You recently moved as well, right? So your internet's yes. also working. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm actually uh, using my phones as a hotspot. I just when I got oh my in, god, this episode! <laughs> <laughs> I I I, I turned the computer on just now, and the Wi-Fi is like downstairs. It's a yeah, moved in with a friend in a new flat in a cooler part of London than before, but the Wi-Fi is downstairs, and so my bedroom's obviously upstairs, and it's just it's not quite strong enough. And just as I was about to like press to join the call together, the the internet cut out. I was like, yeah, no, my work my work pays for my phone, so they're going to pay for this episode. <laughs> by the Sorry. way and, and speaking of paying this episode and everything i still want to give shout outs to our patreons by the way which i have on my third screen i wish i could take a, a picture of this but I, i'm running out of devices to take pictures with but i, <laughs> I, I I'm, I'm, hold, I'm literally holding my phone on the right side of this of this whole setup just so i can see like our new patrons because we got a ton of new patrons big shout outs to andy fernandez ian seaford you no, actually, oh, uh, sorry, you, you actually deleted your membership. That's totally okay. <laughs> Damn. That's still counts. It's just it's like, I was reading from, from bottom to top. Yeah, Yol has given us a lot of support, so no, no hard feelings. Uh, and yeah, Fritz Strat, Strat came in and Kane. So thank you, everybody. Thanks to be, uh, happy to have you on board. If you want to come to Kenya, I can give you the biggest discount ever. <laughs> Man, this is, this is so, so different. Dude, I could really get used to podcasting on the fly. Seriously. <laughs> okay, but great, great to hear. We got, we got over this. <laughs> All right, do you, do you have the beginning recording, or do you need to start again? Well, no, no, we got everything. Yeah. Like this is this is why we pay ten dollars to the mighty overlords at Cast, <laughs> uh, who I thought were called Tricast, but that's just there. But seriously, guys, you need better marketing. Like, <laughs> when like you're probably like fifty percent of their customer base, and we don't even know what their service is called. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so, so where do we want to start again? Like um, the part? Where... No, we don't start again. We just keep going, guys. What okay. have you been up to, Kai? How's Berlin? I, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I so it was yes like yesterday night. Um, I watched I watched a couple of movies. You know, it was like bad time for me. And then I um I went through Twitter and then I saw this this legacy dredge list um from a guy i unfortunately I, for, I forgot his name it said like something something fun van gogh or something guy like muffins van gogh yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and like and that guy like posted a, a, dre- a legacy dredge deck with like force of wills and and, and like, like i was i was like absolutely blown away because like i love forces and i love i mean i used to play a little bit of dredge right like the f- very first gp i ever played was dredge um classic o3 drop obviously from the main <laughs> event but it was good and i was like hell yeah bitch i'm gonna play this deck um like now and um so I, uh, you know, I turned on Magic Online and just, just like got all the cards. It's basically like a careful study, otherworldly gaze, kind of like, you know, it's just like lots of blue cards. You cut LED and then you play forces. And I was like, hey man, like what about like grief? You can, pl- I-, I can play like forces and grief, right? And cabal therapy and have like all the disruption. And I was like, hey, damn, that, that'd be like, probably like a super good idea. And like, I, I went through the league and then yeah. I re and then I realized that I just completely just never, I, I never, I never dredged. <laughs> you just got their first like, few things. I literally then... never dredged, dude. Like I kept hands like, dude, I can like force at turn one, I have force plus pitch, you know, like force plus Nakomiba, and then I can grief my opponent turn one. That sounds pretty good, right? And like so I kept hands like this. I'm like, dude, okay, like grief you. I got a force open. I was like, I literally didn't dredge for the first five turns or so. And it's this like, is... dude, this deck sucks. This is like, I, would, I, I want to call that decelerated dredge or something. I don't know. It's just like, it's a slow dredge. Like, you could you, you play control for the first couple of turns, and then you go into, into hardcore. Yeah, this, honestly, exactly. Kind of- like, all yeah, all the time, I was like, I was like this super mediocre, like, wannabe control deck that, that just didn't even do anything. And I kept drawing Nakomibas from top, you know, like a pro. <laughs> things like that. You know, like bridges from below. Like, all those, all, all like the good stuff. Oh, all, all the, the cards, cards you want to draw yeah. on hardcast. Dude, seriously, this sounds like a verse blue black reanimator deck like seriously though but um i gotta say that like this deck was like one of the the peakest examples for like a deck that looks really good on the surface and like it looked so promising that i decided to not go go to sleep right like i stayed awake until like 3 a.m <laughs> you know to, to, to like finally like finish my, my has been broken. yeah finish my misery here like but it was it was not good it was not good and i probably suck at dredge anyway but Damn! If you put too much interaction in a in a combo deck, then you you never combo. That's uh, yeah. you know, especially if like half the cards could like completely suck. <laughs> this is just... right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine like you're you're like almost ready for bedtime. You're like, oh my god, this is the prompt. Like these are the the, the ancient scrolls of wisdom. I found it. It's like yeah, actually, it's like it looked <laughs> so good that like if if I had a trophy on the first run, I would lit- I would actually consider this. Uh, to become like my deck for the four seasons, you know, I was like, I was like, I was like this pumped, you know, before the league, and then I went one, uh-huh. and f- I went one and four. So, oh, uh, so yeah, it's back to actually good decks, I guess, for you. Too, too bad, too bad, man. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's been going on in the Savatoric universe. What about awesome. you guys? Ka- Callum, so what have you been? You already heard you've been moving. So, are, are you hiding from the law, or what's going on here? Oh, we left. We, we left Callum. <laughs> this is this is the worst dude this That's is the worst episode so... ever literally the worst episode can you still hear me yeah yeah can still hear you okay okay i think we gotta like i, I think you and i we got a stable connection maybe maybe calamus has like a little struggle because them um, yeah calamus back from... now uh we can hear calum 
I asked him what he's been up to and he immediately left the conversation. Dude, this is, I'm so sorry if anybody's listening to this. Worst episode ever. <laughs> Let us know. Now we have a Callum in chat, but the Callum is not talking. Callum is like a 30 minutes. Oh, we, no, we have two Callums. He cloud them. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm back. So, oh my God. So I've, I've switched back to my, the house internet. Let's see how it goes. I don't know what the hell. My I, I like doing. house internet. Is it like with wine? Like house wine is really bad, but <laughs> house internet is actually good. House wine is, is not good, but you know what you're getting. And it might not work, but you know what you're getting. Also, don't don't get me started on wine. We, we have, <laughs> I know. Well, I, I I shouldn't talk. No, no, no. You you don't know. But Julian um, and wine. Never talk bad about. Never talk bad about guests on your legacy. Julian podcast, and wine is like a combo of like artifact lands and Nullrod. It no, gets you somewhere, I, the but then it's day... fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's no, like, no. Yeah, like wine is the best recipe <laughs> to break keyboards, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, don't give me, yeah, the other day I actually got drunk on on um, we call it Cuba Libra in Germany. I don't know if people call it like rum and yeah. coke. Rum and we, coke. We had yeah. A, yeah, we had a big, we had a really big tour operator, um, one of the biggest tour operator, diving tour operators in Germany over here in Kenya because I wanted to show them Kenya, and then we first went on safari and like those. I want to say those are the coolest, most relaxed people I've ever worked with. I've known them for many years and I've wanted to bring them to Kenya for a long time. And finally, we made it work. We got this awesome awesome safari like in a, with a lodge high up in the mountains you could like literally see the entire park like everything uh the only downside was like there were a lot of dead animals because there's like a huge drought and no rain so everywhere we drove like y you could like smell the cadavers of like the, of the decomposing animals and stuff but but Ooh. we got to see a lot of animals um especially lions because lions don't care about droughts like if all the herbivores die the lions are like yeah bring it on bitch i'm gonna eat you and we yeah, <laughs> found a lot of lions munching on on. I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask like, 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 how does like, what's the smell like in in on a safari? Like, is is it does it smell like grass mostly, or is it like does it smell like I don't no, know, like like piss like, or animals? There's, or? No, there's literally no smell except for like this time, this place we went to. You during the first half hour, I want to say we saw more dead animals than than living animals, but Damn. overall we still saw a lot. It's, it wasn't the greatest safari ever did, but the location, holy shit. Uh, I might actually post some some of the pictures on my on my Twitter uh, later on, but I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, then we came back to the hotel. We stayed at the hotel for a couple more days, and on the last night, we hired, uh, we booked a Dow, which is like a traditional East African ship, and we got a party ship. And the party ship has all you can drink, all you can eat included. So we went there. We we even jumped overboard. Like this is this was one of the sickest trips ever. We jumped overboard at some point because one of the guys, the local guys, told me, hey, you can actually eat the grass on, on the shore. So we jumped <laughs> off the ship. Yeah. We swam ashore. There's totally no crocodiles, and then we right? Started... There's no crocodiles. Because... Actually, uh, <laughs> there, was... there recently was one. Let's go ahead. Like, none of the crocodiles are saltwater crocodiles, but one of them actually escaped from a farm and it, it went into like the lagoon where we are, but it doesn't really get far because it's all saltwater and that's like really bad for it. So they caught it again. Uh, I guess there wasn't really any danger. But anyway, we swam ashore and we started eating eating the grass there. And for, for like a moment, I was like, this guy's just like trolling us, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> and then I looked around, like I was one of the first people to actually like try it. And when I turned around, there were like 10 people behind me with like beers in hand swimming ashore to eat the grass. And I was like, where the fuck did I end up? This is amazing. It's crazy, <laughs> dude. Holy shit. I mean, like, I, I just found out that there's an, a, a, a difference between um, alligators and crocodiles. Like, I, I like for for 30 years, I didn't know that there was literally, uh, there was a difference. And now I know, it's, uh, which is crazy, you know. Yeah, they eat you differently, right? <laughs> Um, I, like, I, 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 I already forgot. I like I, the thing is like I already forgot what the difference is, but I think they they look different or something like that. Yeah, something that probably also tastes different. We also went to the snake farm. These this last week has 
probably been one of the most amazing weeks of my life. Like just yesterday, uh, one of my friends who permanently works here, he was like, "Hey, Julian, should we just like float down the creek?" I was like, "Yeah, we should." <laughs> so we we just like we went out there at the at the very entrance of the creek. So. I'm gonna call it Lagoon because it's easier to visualize. Nobody knows what a creek is. At least I didn't know until I started working here. And we literally we just like swam into the middle of it. Like it's pretty, pretty wide. It's like a really huge river, even though it's not a river. And then we just like we floated all the way down to the bar. And then then we got out of it again. This is this is just the most amazing thing. You gotta do that. We even do that. Uh I'm actually not allowed to say that, but we we have like a very special thing we do with that. Uh if you ever come here, just hit me up. And, and yeah, in the evening, we, we actually drove to see the elephants. That's just like, you, you can literally go super cross-country driving and it's cheap, uh, which has like the hardest suspension you've ever had, uh, but you, you need it. And then we just like, we brought up a couple of drinks and we hung out at like a, like a, an opening in the forest and the elephants started showing up. Like proper, proper forest elephants. I would say they were like more like, Two two, like maybe three two, they they can get pretty aggressive. Like not the proper big elephants, but the tiny forest elephants. And then we just hung out there until until sunset, and yeah, then we drove back to to the beach and and had a couple more. Actually, we, we had sushi. Oh my god, we, Ooh, <laughs> we, we tell had me sushi. about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was like inside out California car. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> and this day sounds nigiri. okay. Like eh. yeah, we looked at the price and it said like eight pieces of nigiri for what's equivalent to ten dollars and i was like there's no way this is like proper like nigiri like if i buy it and even around here i, I get like one or two pieces for ten dollars this was like i think eight pieces and it was like the tiniest you could ever imagine but oh, anyway really? the inside out was really good even though kyber hated yeah well so, like, yeah, like, you, you know crazy. right like like every every time someone eats uh, in a california roll like japanese dies so uh yeah. Oh, is that why the population is slow? <laughs> like, I mean, there are other reasons in addition, but you know that is a that is like the biggest crime ever, and like you know the it's like eating. But the thing is, like like Japanese do the same thing with other with other food too, because the Japanese usually eat Italian pasta with chopsticks, which I think is also like <laughs> just absolute crazy. Uh, you you can bet your ass that I'm gonna take my chopsticks with me to the Four Seasons tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna kill those pasta plates with my chopsticks too. You you should actually operate the cards with cho- chopsticks, like draw. All your cards keep your hand and everything oh i'm you gonna build that. my yeah just like i'm gonna build my doomsday <laughs> pile with my, my chopsticks you know just <laughs> so yeah and, and to round it out just today we actually had a fire at the at the hotel like i was sitting there just at the bar working and then one of the one of our clients who who runs like a pretty big conference we have here she just like kept, came running up to me and she was like julian do you know about the fire and i'm like no she's like there's a really big fire and i was like I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, but I guess I'm going to check it out. <laughs> Probably get out of there. It's a good first step. Yeah, actually, I got in there. Okay. <laughs> and then that thing like, was a German guy. And of course, of course, it was a German guy. He had like a GoPro on a stick. And he was like, oh, yeah, let me let me catch the fire on GoPro and everything. It was like, right. Uh, Ex- it was I, I was going to say that I think like like 20 years ago, like everyone would have been, you know, would have like just packed the stuff and lay, um, left already. But nowadays, people probably just take a selfie first, you know, just like... <laughs> Yeah, I, like, here's every, my selfie with the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but we we got it under control. We're not sure what cost it. Uh, I hope it's not yeah. gonna gonna come back because it's literally something like 50 meters from from where I'm supposed to sleep. But we we'll make it work. But guys, um, you you stayed on the piles of legacy. I hope because I've been as far away from it as I could. I just recently noticed that apparently, like this Mickey Mouse dog shit, as, as some people <laughs> I love that him. Initiative is that's actually like a real thing, right? We we are all uh, totally yep. like 
We're being fucked by Mickey Mouse. So is what I, want to I can say. give us a bit of a dive on the deck if uh, we have time and stuff. Basically, I've been dude. Yeah, we, we we have forty minutes to awesome. fail to understand the Mickey, Mickey Mouse dictatorship by this <laughs> initiative. So, so I have been playing lots of basic planes recently, and this last week, um, <laughs> first mistake. I know. Okay, of course, keep going. Of but not not uh, actually casting Thalias as well. Oh shit! What's happening to me? <laughs> so oh, you're seeing the those light. that don't know is. There's been like a lot of buzz for ages. Like the deck's been played in paper. It's not like a brand new deck, but the cards have finally come online and they've made a pretty big splash already. So the cards we're talking about are White Plume Adventurer and Seasoned Dungeoneer. So White Plume Adventurer is two and a white for a three three. When it ETBs, you take the initiative, and at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you untap a creature you control. If you've completed a dungeon, untap all your creatures. So it's pseudo vigilance for one of your creatures essentially. Um, Seasoned Dungeoneer has tons of words. It's like the white questing beast, and you'll read it a bunch of times, and it'll still do something different than what you expect. So it's a three and a white, so four total mana for a three four. When it ETBs, you take the initiative as well. You'll see a theme here. And then whenever you attack, target attacking cleric, rogue, warrior, or wizard gains protection from creatures until end of turn. It explores. It's like two words at the end there, it just has a big effect as well. So ETBs take the initiative, and these decks are. There's a few different styles, but you're usually seeing mono white or red white. And um, Seasoned Engineer itself is a warrior, so it's attacking cleric, rogue, warrior, or wizard, gaining protection from creatures. So White Plume Adventurer is a cleric itself. Um, the deck is sometimes playing like Anointed Peace, uh, Peacekeeper, which I'll say what it does in a minute. Um, there's just a bunch of things that it triggers off. So You'll have to explain a lot of cards, yeah, I guess. For I think episode. so. <laughs> so for those that don't know the, initi the initiative... Like a while ago, I joked with a lot of friends. I was like, I'm never going to find out what it does. And if someone plays against me, I'm just going to ignore it. Blah, blah, blah. And you, you, you can't here, do that. Here you are, our certified <laughs> everyday title initiative expert. Yeah. I mean, so in reality now, this deck is very, very real in the format. And it's very, very strong. You have to know what the initiative does. So while we go through that, I'm going to pull it up so I can see what it does. Goodness. Basically, it's... Well, I know <clears> you, you make your opponent lose five life, and, and then the ultimate is, like, completely broken. Yeah, so it's similar to the Monarch. So um, if people know that know the Monarch, it's basically when you get this effect, you uh, keep, like, a token that's like an emblem, so you can't interact with the initiative, or you enter into a dungeon, basically. It's called the Undercity. You can't remove this thing. It, like, you play, players will use player aids and paper and stuff. But basically... When you get to the first room, you search the library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it to your hand. It's a pretty strong effect. Then you have two options. You can go the aggressive way or the um, like incremental advantage way. So the aggressive way is called Forge. You put two 1-1 one -one counters on a creature. Um, and then from there, you can go to Trap, which is target player loses five life. Um, or you can go into Arena, which is goad target creature. Goad is another ability people might not be familiar with. It's you choose a creature, and that creature has to attack next turn. So after that, we you can then go into Archives, which is draw a card. And then the final room is reveal the top 10 cards of your library. Put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield with three 1-1 one -one counts on it. It gains Hexproof until your next turn, then shuffle. So anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Here I am sitting on my bed trying to make this work. I have no idea um, 
We apologize for any delays. We wish we had a sponsor so we could actually run their ads right now. But oh, we, no, like, we don't yeah. have a sponsor, so we cannot run ads right now. So you're just like stuck listening to me. And now we have a column and a K back in here. No, no Japanese fuckboy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I wonder that, if anybody's yeah. outside my room. No, and I think he, yeah, he, and he just like, lost his job, again. I think. <laughs> okay, that, that works. <laughs> Guys, yeah, I, we, we are back. We were just talking about the initiative and why everything you need to know is like, Get the extra land, make the opponent lose five life, grow your creature, and there's there's more like there's basic more. summoning trap or something. There's also more. So, but that never comes up. No, it, it really does. So that's the aggressive way. So basically, the idea of the deck is you know you're using soul lands like ancient tomb and sea of traders and uh, chromox or mox diamond or lotus petal to play these initiative cards ahead of curve, and so you can kill like really fast. So you make a three three like the white plume adventure turn one then you put two one one counts on it you attack turn two for five turn three you go to trap and they lose five life and you attack them for five more that's 15 damage by turn three from one card like assuming it doesn't get blocked and stuff um but very often you know it'll get bolted but the initiative is so strong against removal so very often you do just go like so rather than the aggressive way you can go into the lost well which is scry two and then you can go into the stash which is you make a treasure token or you can then go into the arena which is the go to creature and then if you go through, then you can go to Catacombs, which is you create a 4-1 Black Skeleton creature with Token with Menace. And then you finally go into the last dungeon at the end, which is the look at the top 10 cards and you get a creature. You know, this would actually be a lot less confusing if you if you didn't name all of the rooms. Yeah, you just maybe. Got the Goat Room or the Grow Room or the, I don't know, room. Well, on Magic Online, <laughs> they, they ask you to click which room to go into. So I've become really used to the, the names and stuff. But yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be like... a. a what one of the like the nerdier things to actually yeah. announce which, which room you're gonna go dude, into? Dude, we're playing people. Magic the Gathering. You, you it's know what? I I, I I already see it coming. Like you know, you, you go to Four Seasons Bologna, and then my first opponent, who's probably Italian, is gonna show me the Undercity in Italian. Oh my, God. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. my goodness! And, and, I was, and I was gonna go like, yeah, uh, yeah not not we, uh, not not we. Uh, CC, uh, prego. <laughs> Gosh. Then <laughs> <laughs> you randomly just like point at dungeons and like they lift an eye. It's they're like, like yeah, just point at it and you'll there. probably dead. Right. Like do whatever the fuck you want. You know, yeah, I just yeah. don't care. <laughs> like you can scry three. I don't care. It's okay. <laughs> so the gist of the deck is basically actually there's been a ton of builds and a ton of directions to take it. And um, it's still very much in, in development and stuff. Like, again, people have been playing it in paper for a while, thinking about it. But it's just finally, Magic Online is where you get to play the most matches, essentially. So the core of the deck is four White Plume Adventurer and four Seasoned Dungeoneer for the Mono White build. Um, I do think Seasoned Dungeoneer is like a four of staple. It's absolute, It's been so much better than I expected. Um, because the initiative like requires you to... If you deal combat damage to the opponent, you take the initiatives, you take it back. It's similar to the Monarch in that way. And so Seasoned Engineer can make itself protection from creatures, so unblockable, essentially. So if you are, like, fighting a a, a, like a, a board a battle, dragon. or, like, you know, your opponent's gumming up the ball with tons of creatures or whatever, like, this just attacks through and takes it back again. Like dragons. So it's super powerful that. Um, after that, there's two kind of directions of thought for now that I see. There's, like, Chrome Mox. So Chromox um, wants you to play the uh, the white double-faced card. It's called... Do, 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 do. Oh, Emiria's Cool? Emiria's yeah, Cool, yeah. yeah. So that is... Um, it's the white one. So when it to be is you, the, you pay three life to be untapped if you don't and it's tapped. Oh, it's the Upsos Bearsland. Yeah. Blade, or you know what? This deck actually makes a ton of mana because, you know, you have the Moxes. When you get the initiative, you go and search for land. You have, like, 
usually five to eight soul lands with extra pedals and chromoxes and stuff. I've cast the Mirror's Call quite a lot of times. Dude, this shit's so smart. Like you, you can pitch a land to solitude. Holy smokes. Yeah. So this it's, is crazy. It's taking a book out of mono red Moonstompy, right? So they play Shadow Skull Smashing, which is a chromox for thing. It pitches to Fury or it's just a land as well. So the same idea and it's just so good. <laughs> Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, I really hope this works. <laughs> 200 times the charm, they say in Kenya. It's yep. an old ancient uh, Swahili uh, word. Cool. So let's jump back in. So what I was saying <laughs> is, yeah, Chromox, you've got Mirror's Call, uh, Pitchy for all the things. Um, you also get Solitude. So Solitude is the, the white pitch elemental from Modern Horizons. It's uh, three white white for three two flash lifelink. And when ETBs, you exile another target creature. That creature's control against life equals its mana cost. So source of plowshares. And you can pitch a white card to, to cast it. Um, Solitude is absolutely, absolutely insane in this deck. So the initiative is so strong against fair decks that you are just playing this board control thing because you're going to go through it. What I didn't realize as well is when you go like when you go through it you start again and getting through it you can go pretty fast so like you do it every upkeep but every time you play a creature that you know, gives you the initiative you venture further as well so if you have a draw of like three creatures with the initiative you're like getting through it in a couple of turns uh, it's you get to that last one and then you find another creature with initiative or you find like a solitude as well so you just want to stop your opponent from like dealing combat damage to you so solitude comes in massive here and it's clutch but that's like the Chromox version. The Mox Diamond version goes heavier on lands, obviously. So I think it might be slightly better in the mirror, but it's going to take a while to find that out. So um, Luanil, who's famous for playing lots of basic planes very well, um, he came fourth, I believe, in the yesterday's challenge, got to the semifinals. And he's playing Mox Diamonds over Chromoxes and 24 lands. And in those lands are four Wastelands and four Urza Sagas. So okay. he's... Oh, you, you have me at Urza Saga. So I... I'm so-so on this. Saga, I'm not massively into. Wasteland is, in theory, like kind of good in the mirror because, um, you know, taking out Soul Lands is really strong. But the deck is actually very hard to mana screw, I found, because with the initiative, you are getting that first basic land. You do play four or five basics, usually. You have Chrome Mox as well. Um, what I did find, I did play a couple of leagues with his build as well. So he plays Once Upon a Time as well. So you're better at finding your initiative things. You're better at finding... Oh, I forgot to say, Archon of Maria is another one of the staples. After that, it becomes quite full of flex slots, which people are still working it's out. It's actually part of the staples because like, I'm looking at the list that uh, PVDH, uh, Peter Fenderham, won the Legacy Challenge So, with. yeah, he doesn't have Archon. I just don't Do you think it's a big that. mistake? <laughs> I mean, look, look, so he won the challenge on well, Saturday. He has, he has, like, the, the world championship card of Palavito de Rosa, so yeah. that yeah. must be something, I, right? Maybe he's a fan. At least spell binding. I, so I, I think that's a flex slot, but I'm big into it. I play. I like to play three or four, so I really like that card. But um, Archon is... doesn't even is... have even Mindsense on main deck, a confirmed <laughs> bad deck. Is it? No, I don't know. Um, so but there's, like, three copies in the side. Archon of Ameria is in on to something here. Which one? Even uh, Mindstone's on the sideboard. You told me you even like played a main deck, right? I tried three main decks as well. I've been trying like loads of creatures. Just I'm playing a different list every single league. I've got about fifteen to twenty leagues in this last week, just trying loads of different things. But um, for me, Arkham of Maria is the only other staple after like the mana and then the initiative cards. It's just so strong. It's obviously insane against combo. Like it just can auto win against many combo decks. But it's just so good against like fair as well, like making all the making a fetch land come into play tapped, and then they fetch, and then their jewel comes into play tapped. It's such a huge tempo swing. 
Like one spell a turn is so punishing against expressive iteration and cantrips. It does die to bolt. It can't trade with the Dragon Rage Channeler. It's pretty bad from behind. But when you drop it in the first couple of turns or where, when you're at parity or ahead, it can really swing. And it's just good against some, like, I mean, imagine it, what it does against Green White Depths, right? You know, all their but jewels coming tapped and stuff. I mean, it also holds a, a GTIP quite nicely. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does. So that's actually a really good point. So another thing I found is in this deck is flying as a premium. So again, the deck is it's fighting like two. It has two game plans basically. So I guess unfair. You're playing Arkham of Ameria, or currently I'm trying Ethos One Canonists in the deck. Some play Chalice of the Void. I'll get to that soon because that's an interesting point. Um, lots of them have Thalia, Garden of Thraben. So you have some really nasty permanents. I was, I was even playing four Defting Silence in the sideboard. Like you can really beat up combo with this deck very easily as well. You can play tons of hate for it. But you know, against, it kind of against, reminds me of Eldrazi. Like the, the yeah. way you describe it, like uh, and also look, just like looking at this deck and the mana cost and everything, just like taking full advantage of the soul lands and we're even like adding lotus petals and stuff. And I think Eldrazi never. I guess they couldn't really run Chrome Mox, uh, but this is is this a, the second coming of fucking Eldrazi? It could be. as one way to describe it. Like the deck is super aggressive. Um, uh, in my preferred build, it plays Cavern as well. So I'll get to what I like at the moment shortly. I'll go through like a bunch of other flex things as well because, as I said, after the initiative creatures, and then in my opinion, Archon of Ameria, and then like Ancient Tomb is obviously the best card in the deck. It's all quite flexy. So basically, some people play Stoneforge Mystic. I've tried that. It's it's actually pretty good. Um, so it's really good because Caldra is obviously a very fast clock, and you can play Stoneforge Mystic turn one, activate it turn two pretty easily in the deck. You're playing as I say, Chromoxes or Mox Diamonds, and then you often have Lotus Petals as well. And then Jitte is also super strong in the deck because if you think the Stoneforge is going to die, you get the Jitte. But because you have all these soul lands, it's very easy to just play it and equip it as well and get it going. So Jitte is very strong in the deck. Right, and as right, I said, right. This is to spring everything back. Like Jitte has been like dead in Legacy for like years, except <laughs> yeah. for like some, I guess, Death in Texas mirrors and stuff. Uh, Jitte has been pr- pretty good. And again, as I said, because you're playing this like kind of board control thing, or if your opponent gets to hit you, you need to be able to hit them back. Flying is a premium. Vice <laughs> <Weiss> hurts. <laughs> if you yeah, get yeah. hit, you've got to be well, able it's, to hit it's, back. It's taking the initiative back, right? <laughs> Please subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> it, it's, it's how the deck plays. Like you are playing this board game oh, control. Oh, true, 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 true. So it, it's, oh, it's, really not like, about, it's not about damage. It's about taking the initiative back. If your opponent hits you, they take the initiative. Oh my god, this is like the second... I've seen that when I watched the Satara tournament. Literally, the the initiative kept bouncing back and forth, back and forth. It it basically accelerated both players because both players were speedrunning through the dungeons and going into it every single turn. Mm -hmm. It it made the games quite weird. But I guess if you you have these like eight initiative... Can can we like just... Kai's... Yeah, Kai's going to be back in a moment. Uh, He's just like figuring out, like police knocked on the star. But... If you have these like eight initiative enablers, can can we get a better name for that? Because it's a horrible word. Do you know? Um, In, initiators, initiators, dude, initiators. That's it. Okay. Yeah, initiators. we 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 coined this term, right? Yeah. Okay. So so what Stoneforge does is like it, it doesn't necessarily help the actual initiative plan. It's just like a good threat. Again, Jute plays board control against small creatures. Well, you can play obviously the culture complete. Um, you can play Lion Sash. PVDH has a Lion Sash in his deck. It's pretty cool that Stoneforge can go and get a white card to pitch for Chromox and Solitude as well. But it's just also Graveyard Hate. Um, but I guess if you're playing Stoneforge to get a white card, you can just pitch the Stoneforge. Um, <laughs> another thing that I, I'm not 100% on, but basically uh, Peter plays Chalice of the Void. A lot of people are playing Chalice of the Void, and it makes so much sense, right? You're playing 4 Ancient Tomb. You're playing like 
two to four city of traders you're playing chromox or mox diamond and some lotus pedals of course chromox makes sense you're not even playing any one drops so far in the deck but i think you should not play chalice of the void and just play source of as main deck instead because i'm gonna keep saying the same thing subscribe to our patreon board control is this the name of the game here the initiative will win you games against other fair decks you just need to play board control board control board control um if you have the board control then you can start attacking your opponent your creatures are so good at attacking because they're going to have evasion with a lot of flyers with like elite spellbinder i like season adventurer yeah season adventurer gives protection from creatures white plume adventurer untaps one of your things so you don't want to trade that off if you're going for board control with pseudo vigilance and like if you complete the first dungeon then you have the seasoned engineer you can attack with stuff give pro creatures smash in for big damage and then they all untap thanks to the adventurer um i did some cool things where i got to activate an unlicensed hearse against delver xl2 cards from the graveyard then untap with the white plume adventuring xl2 oh one. do it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you can I played this also, is the kind of stuff I would totally miss in a tournament if I hadn't tried about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There's some red white lists with um, Fable of the Mirror Breaker. So I've used uh, White Plume Adventure to untap Kiki to get extra, extra activations. Well, I mean, they they, were, they conceded when I started to do that, but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, other things is like Thalia's pretty stock in most of the lists. She's good. Like She just buys the deck time, and you're playing mostly creatures as well. Like your only non-creatures are some of the fast banner and yeah, I would think like Thalia would be a total stable in this. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, she's like it's weird because you get you get three mana on turn one so often that you you kind of like feel weird playing a two drop. But yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I play a two drop on the first turn, man. I'm so behind my curve. Yeah, yeah, but you do need to have some curve. So other things you can play there, like I as I said, I'm trying Canlis at the moment. It's just doubling down the redundancy of the. Uh, the Archon of Ameria, but it just beats up on combo and it's pretty good against cantrips decks as well. Like it really slows them down and lets you just develop your one bigger threat a turn. Okay. okay. Other stuff that's going on, as I was talking before, there's the there's also red white versions. So what red gives you, in my opinion, is Fable of the Mirror Breaker is obviously the big one. You uh get Caves of Chaos Adventurer. It's another initiative card we've seen in Moonstompy. So it's a 4-mana 5-3 trample. When it ETBs, you take the initiative. And then whenever it attacks, exile the top card of your library. If you've completed a dungeon, you can play that card without paying its mana cost. Otherwise, you can play it. So it's kind of like drawing a card. And this thing gets big and kills really fast is the main thing. So it's 5-3, and then you can go to the first dungeon to make a 7-5 trample that when it attacks, you kind of draw a card. Like, that's really aggressive. Um, obviously, really good to copy with Kiki Jiki with Fable as well. Um, red white yeah, manner is a bit. I, I don't know, man. Uh, to to interrupt you there, I, I I know I love Fable very much. I just I just can't get behind a red and white deck in Legacy, and I know that's a, Dude, like you, a really you, lazy you can, thing to say. You can finally play some plateau. That's that's pretty sweet, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even about the plateaus. Like I, I I don't even hate those cards. I know it's a meme to hate them, but to me it's more like that's just like that's never good in Legacy. Like it, even Death and Texas pilots, they have this dice disease where they're after like. Everybody who's been a Death and Texas player for more than three years naturally develops this urge to splash red into the deck. And it's just, man, this this is where, like, ideas and, and dreams go to die because then it sucks <laughs> and then they start becoming, like, I don't know, red stompy players usually. And from red stompy, they usually transition to a different format. And I've seen it time and again with so many people. And, yeah, man, I, it's just, like, when I see the somebody trying to go from mono white to white red i know where it ends and i just don't want to lose more <laughs> I, 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 
I, I mean, I'm going to totally ignore that sure. you're, you're ignoring Shortcake yeah. here. I mean, I don't want to say. I mean, we are all ignoring Shortcake, but Shortcake like started out as a red deck that splashed white. It's not, yeah, it's it the top other eight is yesterday's challenge as well. Wait, it did? Oh, that's the legacy challenges. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy yeah. I got you guys because I would be so lost and disconnected <laughs> from everything. Here. Yeah, it was Jack Kitchen top eight yesterday challenge with it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, yeah, but um, but like, I, 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 I get why it's so tempting to splash a secondary color to like those like monocolored decks, but I like one of the first thing I thought is, that's like really cool about this mono white deck is that it can play its card like safely through Blood Moon effects and like you know like back to basics like all that or even like wastelands typically, like all that nonsense uh, because like. There are like a bunch of like three and four drops in this deck, right? And even though this deck mm -hmm. like, um, has a lot of mana to it, I could, yeah, I, I could see some some struggle here and there. Yeah. So yeah, I this is where I go as well. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. So one thing to realize about the deck is the deck's mana is actually pretty good. Like getting the basic of the first initiative like effect is just it's hard to it's easy to understate, but it's similar to like how. Whenever Ragavan dealt damage to you, you like you'd exile the top card and get a treasure token. The treasure token is what's powerful. Mana is so powerful on Legacy, and just like getting a basic from your deck is is a powerful thing to have tacked onto a thing that's going to give you more advantage and gives you a creature. And so it, you know it makes you cast your next threats more reliably and stuff. And you know gets that first basic. You probably want to cast you know your, your second threats off it as well. And you do often like just go through it like in the long grindy games against like four color control and stuff. Again, I so I'll go. I'll get my list in a second that I'm wait, liking the moment. Wait, so I, so, plays four so, so are you saying that the Spawner White Stompy deck is like a a true competitor to your Painter deck, in Legacy? A uh, Painter's my love for sure, but I'm enjoying playing it. I'll. Uh, I, I think oh, you're, for you're four seasons, I'm going to play it one of the. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I see it coming. You know, like the, the team, the, po the, the team, relationship, the team I see, event, I see. you know, like the uh, modern Legacy and Vintage, and on the Legacy seat we have. Monoplane. Get Mono out planes. of here. <laughs> I received two of those beautiful, sexy Thorn of Amethysts um, yesterday in the post, or the like, few days ago in the post, to add to my painter deck. Don't worry. Painter's still ah, my okay. love. Okay. So, but, um, you, you know what? You, you just made me realize. Yeah, so, so, something I like to do. Mm -hmm. You know what? You just made me realize in, in Legacy, tutoring for a basic land is actually more powerful than tutoring for a dual land. Like white blue adventure, like the honestly so. would be worse if you actually had to tutor for a dual land. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to phrase it in a way that you have to find a dual land. Uh, it's actually mm -hmm. almost impossible unless you go like really out of your way, like a land with like two different basic land types. But yeah, just like oh, I agree. I, I don't have much to contribute for this episode. Everybody, <laughs> I'm very sorry. I'm limited to stupid con uh, comments and disconnecting every once in a while. But <laughs> here we are. No, I agree though. Um, the deck. So again, coming back to consistency. Um, the, the Mox Diamond build with Once Upon a Time that Lunil plays has more lands, it doesn't get wastelanded out, it has a bit more consistency, but Urza Saga for me didn't have, didn't perform great. Uh, you, your constructs are not that big, it's kind of slow, and with Urza Saga you're incentivized to play as like the last land in your curve of threats already, if that makes sense. Like So you can play your, play your turn 1 or turn 2 White Plume Adventurer, not off saga play your seasoned adventurer not off saga and then you play your third follow-up threat whatever it may be off saga and then you go from there it kind of incentivizes a weird curve where you want to be getting the value from activating it to make two constructs at the end of your curve but the the, the initiative threats are so strong they're probably going to carry a game and make it over by the time that comes 
and then you can you can search for like a silver lantern, a shadow spear, or a, a mox diamond. I guess. I I just wasn't a massive fan of Versus Saga. Wasteland though, I am a fan of. I think it does help the mirrors. I was also thinking if the mirrors become a big thing, you could try and play like Crucible of the Worlds as well with these okay. things. But it's they still play four or five basics and a chrome mox or the mox diamonds themselves. It's it's pretty hard to wasteland these decks off. You need to have like actual lands, um, wastelanding and ghost quartering you or something. So. I, I, I'm not sure it actually gives you that much of advantage in the mirror. But so my my preferred list at the moment is four source of plowshares, four Thalia, and then three Ethos One Candidates. This is the like the main flex slots trying at the moment. Four mm-hmm. Arcade of Ameria, four Elite Spellbinder. This could be two to four kind of numbers, but it's been pretty good. Uh, Trades with Dragon Ray Channeler and just flies is good. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're playing Elite Spellbinder and Arcade of Ameria and yeah. White that's Plume. Like so that's so like, like, yeah, like so many three drops. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you got like 10 three drops? It's 12. 12, okay. Wait till we get to that's, the that's just good. That's just good deck building. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so the idea is like this. So there's, I'll get to the mana base in a second, but obviously you try and play a three drop on turn one most of the time. And then four season Dungeoneer, and then three Palace Jailer, which is not super usual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> Keep going, I'm loving it. And then four like, Solitude. What, what even is yeah. mana? <laughs> Well, so the 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 mana base... everybody starts with like Thran and Dynamo and play. <laughs> you cast turn two Palajas so often. So yeah, what allows the, the, the curve <laughs> to be a bit higher as well is again you find the basics off the initiative. It's great, but you have I'm playing four inch of tomb, two city of traders. Um, you, a lot of deck, a lot of lists play four city of traders, but I think two to three feels like a good spot. Four Chromox, obviously. Two Lotus Pedal, because you don't really want to draw too many Lotus Pedals as well. Uh, four Basic Planes. Uh, one Caracas. One Aegandro Seat of the Empire. Four Amira's Cool, that's the double face card. And then four Cavern of Souls, which, again, not everyone is playing Cavern of Souls, but it's just... So this build is kind of leaning heavily into beating Delver, in my opinion. So uh, you have the Swords over Chalices. You have three Palace Jailers. Um, you have a lot of humans, so Cavern of Souls often goes on human. So play, being able to play like the Thalia, the Spellbinder, the Seasoned Engineer, and the Palace Jailer all on human is it's just good. They're all great threats against Delver. Um, obviously, you can name Elemental for Solitude. Well, there's a bunch of clerics as well. So like um, White Blue Adventurer is a cleric, and I think I can't remember which one of those ones are now. <laughs> there's so okay. many others. But for me, a big draw to it is Cavern of Souls, which I think is better than like the other flex slots of lands of like Saga and Wasteland, because mm-hmm. I think again it's just better against Delver. So, so, so help me, where did the stack actually come from? Is it, is it just like pop up because the cards are available in Magic Online right now? Yeah, basically. I mean, people have played it in paper. Um, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it right in, in Naya yeah. depth. How uh, Naya stop? Yeah, Naya stop. Yeah, Apple Adventure is like really good, but. Uh, I had no idea that Season's Dragon Year. Season's Dungeon Dude, this, 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 I, Season's this, I, yeah. Steve Jobs needs to make these iPad screens bigger. I guess that's how like the, the MacBook was created or something. Season's Engineer yeah. didn't get anywhere near as much hype as White Plume Adventurer. Um, I also started off just playing four in the deck because I thought, yep, yeah, let's see it. And God, it's good. It's really, really good. It's just... You, you need to see it to believe what it's doing and stuff, but it's it gets really big fast. Like You play it turn two very often... Then you do the aggressive line. You make it a five-six. It attacks and it explores. Could be a six-seven attacking. Wait, country. how do you make it a five-six? Because in oh, the, because the fucking explore thing. Yeah, with the initiative. Oh. <laughs> you first get a basic, then you put plus two, plus two counters on it. It attacks, gives itself protection from creatures. They can't block it. Yeah. Next thing, it's dealing five damage to them. Like you've done eleven damage by turn four with this thing, and it's so. It's, 
It's supreme ball control and very tough to kill. Yeah, yeah it has like a built-in mother, mother of runes in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just for, for the the awesome price of just four well, mana. You know what? I, I think like, <laughs> the, like the base skeleton of this deck is probably like based off a deck that we haven't really seen in ages, and that's like a soldier stompy. I don't know if you guys remember that deck, but yeah, yeah, like the, the Dar War Chief, like that. That was like the the, the big uh, card advantage machine, I, I suppose. Right? It's it's like the no, the Dar War Chief was the guy uh, who's basically like Goblin oh, War Chief. And I think the enlistment officer is the Goblin Ringleader. Of course, Ringleader. yes. Yeah, that... that of that, course that, you say. That guy, yeah. <laughs> I was, was so proud of knowing this. It was like a white four drop, you know, who cares? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and preeminent captain is the lackey. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, was it the Kitkin Pre- that attacks and then you put like an attacking creature on the, on the field? Yeah, three mana, two, two, first strike when it either attacks or deals damage you put a soldier in so you put in like the six mana captain of the watch <laughs> be like haha i got you <laughs> oh gosh yeah, yeah. that's crazy i think it was like also backed up by um that enchantment that um taxes activating abilities i think like suppression, suppression field because yeah, yeah. i that, that's like, i remember like cedric phillips and patrick sullivan like when they had like one of those um legacy coverages in 2013 14 and then that deck popped up out of nowhere it's like like what does suppression field do <laughs> it's like it's like, so crazy <laughs> but this yeah. like this mono white stompy so, now is basically that deck with just better cards right yeah yeah i think so it's finally got like these threats are so strong um the problem with stompy decks has always been like your threats are not good enough to beat the fair decks where they can ignore your your lock pieces so chalice of the void i think is at a, at a low point now again it saw a rise with moon stompy but this is why i'm pretty fine just cutting it for source of plowshares because i would much prefer to have a swords in my hand than a chalice against elva like right. just mm-hmm. easily. okay so callum so um you know you you, got, you really got to sell this deck right like like let's say to all the decks death and taxes listeners out there why would you want to build this deck instead of death and taxes you shouldn't please carry on playing <laughs> death and taxes we all need wins wait what <laughs> <laughs> no um crush their dreams man they Tell are models they are very they different you. they're really different death and taxes is Poor Death and Taxes. I, it feels so badly positioned. I've played against it a few times with this, and you just completely run it over. Wait, Myros told me he, he's actually getting back into Death and Taxes. Really? I like oh, oh, you guys are like the polar opposite. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I love that. That's like very like, sad. No, that's not like even like a cocky no. That's just like, no. oh, damn, I don't even know what to say, but please like, is, don't. Is it, I think I played against it three or four times, and it just it felt like the most lopsided match really? I've ever played so like, far. Is it, is it about Yorion just not being good enough right now, or like being too slow? It's so slow. Yeah. Like, like they they need to have Mum into Stoneforge to have a chance, basically, or like yeah. Vile into Port plus Mum and Stoneforge or something. Mum is really good because. You, you are just playing like four solitude and four source of plowshares and you don't really have an answer if they untap with mum and it's kind of annoying as i said like board control is this deck's like whole plan against fair so yeah if they if they get that going it can be tough but all their stuff is just so expensive and you know, seasoned engineer they struggle with apart from like a swords or a solitude as well um i don't know you yeah, can just you play your threats like, so much faster en- you get to play ancient tomb and Ancient yeah. Tomb is basically like Rashaden Part on steroids. <laughs> like Rashaden Part, like it's basically like, you even like trade down on mana, kinda, but you use other stuff. Whereas every time you you tap Ancient Tomb, it's like using Part, but it also untaps. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, w- yes. whatever but, you just said. <laughs> I'm trying to describe the concept yeah. of tempo like an abstract child. Yeah, but yeah. You guys go on. But I, I wouldn't. So they're both mono white decks, but I think they're they're pretty different. I think Julian's description of calling this closer to Aljazi is pretty accurate. Like Thargir is Julian, like smart the, guy. <laughs> actually, it's nothing. That's like. a reason he's actually calling in from Kenya. <laughs> yeah. You need to keep you guys straight here. <laughs> but they have like the initiative creatures are like the reality smashers. Yeah. You have. The chalices and thorn of amethyst that someone play are the thalias like, and the right exactly the archons also, and like, stuff. The, and then you just have loads of fast what's funny is like, like this deck could this could that could pretty much support a thought nazi yeah, like pretty easily right because like all the ancient tombs and city of city of uh city of traders anyway so that's it's another card that people have played like people even tried eldrazi oh, displacer so and reality smasher yeah ah. well they've cut them because oh. so, it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> oh, but somebody somebody suggested what, what? this this place to me, and I immediately forwarded it to you because I thought about like this was oh, yeah, the smartest thing ever. Uh, so I think ephemerate is is actually quite cool in the deck. Didn't I just like shoot that down on this card? Yeah, you did. Yeah, Kenya is not Kenya is not doing well for my legacy. You shoot it down really hard, but I'm gonna try two in the deck. Dude, as well. we, we just like we figured it out. That's why I'm playing modern and the the teams <laughs> team we run. But so. To, to kind of to kind of come back around it, what I'm what I'm trying to stress is I, I felt like my description was actually quite all over the place. So apologies for that, but I don't think there's that many like fixed slots after your mana base. You obviously want some acceleration as I went into the different mocks kind of debate. Then you have your initiative creatures, and then solitude. After that, I think there's just a ton of options, and it's all quite flex until people are working it out. Um, which is really interesting. This is what I'm enjoying. Like, as I said, I've played good old white-red mid-range, if you want to call it that, Julian. (laughs) I I tried Naya. Um, I think Naya is kind of just, it doesn't work online because Morlock is not online. Uh, Green green gives you Morlock and Minskambu. Minskambu is obviously pretty powerful if you're casting it fast. But I found the mana just obviously a lot worse than Mono White. Like, this is why I like the consistency of this deck. And again, just hedging for for Delver. But um, Morlock is kind of clutch as in a piece of removal because you don't really get to play Fury or Solitude in that deck. So Morlock was your removal. And without that, I tried it with like Rabble Masters and Trinospheres and all these other things and it just didn't didn't really work as well. So I think that's just flawed online. But I still think it's a, it's, it's a very good build of it as well. But it's going to be really interesting to see. So for numbers, um, Saturday's Challenge had three in the top eight uh, coming first, first, second and fifth, I believe. And then yesterday we had Luanil top top uh, four with it as well, and there was another copy with like Chancellor of the Annex a bit further down that was playing red as well. Damn! Wait, so, these are actually like a Drazi numbers. Yeah. Like yeah. this is the first challenge. It's been legal. And it's already getting like half the top yeah, eight this, or something. The first challenge it was legal. It came first, second, and, and yeah, top this four, deck is yeah. not a joke. Holy first, shit. second, and top four. Yeah. So that was Peter one. He beat his teammate Casper uh, in the finals. Uh-huh. Cool, cool user, and then the other top, the other person in the top eight, I can't remember who it was, but um, oh, it was Mog, who's a bit of a like magical line grinder. Oh man, you know, like like next yeah. step, I watched him like splashing all like blacks, like scrublands for like for, for massacres <laughs> and like <laughs> dread of knights. No, no, actually, so we, we should all be playing. What's it called? Virtuous so ruin, yeah, ev- right? everyone. So there's virtue's <laughs> ruin. Is like destroy all white creatures. Like that's. It's pretty powerful against the deck. Your creatures are all white. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's yeah, hate against this deck. Say. How to beat it is really hard because um, the initiative is just hard to interact with, especially if we see the builds converge to Cavern of Souls. It's just really hard to interact with. So, like, 
Torpor Orb is pretty powerful against the deck. It's very powerful actually. So it takes off like the initiative ETB effect, stops Solitude, um, Elite Spellbind is just like a pretty expensive 3-1 flyer then. Stoneforge Mystic just doesn't get anything. So yeah, Torpor Orb is pretty powerful if your deck can support that. Um... <laughs> oh yeah, Torpor Orb is like the biggest thing. Uh, like fr from the little that I've been following, uh, t I was going to say Tinder because I'm actually scrolling through Tinder right now. <laughs> 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 Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Twitter, um, people have been talking about top up so much that it would be like the, 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 the really consider top up against this, consider top up against Doomsday. Or Doomsday. Uh, people, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what else is there? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. dude, don't you worry, <laughs> no one's gonna play that. And if if so, it will never resolve. It will only resolve Even if against I say painter, so. It's oh, like Torpor is back in my painter. Oh my sideboard. goodness, just. Oh, it's in the painter sideboard. Okay, there goes my for, deal. For, the, for this painter. deck mostly. Don't need help against Doomsday, obviously. Please stop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, otherwise, like, hate is hard. Um, you need to be playing to the board against this deck, is is basically it. Um, or you need to kill them faster. It's so hard when they can just drop a turn one Arkan of Ameria, <laughs> or like Thalia, <laughs> or Chalice You, And they even play like Mindbreak Traps and Fairy Macabre in the sideboard and oh, stuff. Um, so they actually get to play Vintage once again? Like, is this a scenario where one like plays Vintage and the other one plays Legacy? Could be, could be. I do think people, I do think it, it's not, it's, it's really strong. It's probably straight into tier one in my estimation but mm -hmm. like playing it a bunch it, it does lose to normal things um minsk and boo is actually really powerful against the deck as well you can kill the minsk with your swords and get tempo and your solitudes and stuff uh, it, it's tough like if you don't immediately have the ball control already minsk and boo just closes really fast because you're taking a bunch of damage for ancient tombs again like being able to hit your hit your opponent or vice versa hit the person who to take the initiative minsk is great at that because it's got trample um yes yeah, so that's a very good card i can see people trying to play that more as well it, it, it's a deck that does just lose normal games of magic sometimes as well so it's not like doom and gloom this deck is completely busted but it is an absolutely serious contender and i think we're going to see a bunch of it it's gonna be interesting to see who and how many and what lists people play at four seasons actually yeah it's definitely going to be one of the biggest contenders in the format it's, it's, this is so weird like this that came country say out of nowhere but yeah dude Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> you know how when we first talked about White Plume Adventurer, you went on Magic Card Market and bought some straight away. Oh, did they actually like? Have you seen the price? prices? They're 10? like seven or eight euros minimum plus. Oh, I thought you were going to say like twenty or thirty. <laughs> no, no, no. But that's that's up a lot. They were like twenty cent or thirty cent or something. Okay, MTG Finance every day, Tom. Yeah. Learned it here <laughs> yeah. first. <laughs> uh, oh well, oh man, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so what is this actually week against? Because I think we were already maybe we crossed over into the one hour mark. I'm not sure. Uh, we had to reboot the <laughs> podcast for for <laughs> for a moment. But Callum, tell me what which decks is this week against? Like we we already covered like cards that might be weak against. Which decks do you not want to face with this? Um, I think Delver is still like what? Wait, 50, we, 50. Don't say that. Okay, that's a. <laughs> this, is, this is the forbidden statement. My Delver yeah, was 50-50. I know. No, so nobody's going to take I, it seriously afterwards. <laughs> well, Delver like, still has a bunch of flying creatures. It's risky. Just play your threat out. Put the initiative on the table and they take it. It's going to be hard to take it back. Um, they have Wastelands and Dazes. Again, this is I need to I need to thoroughly test this cavern with like three Palace Jailers and blah, blah, blah. Because I think more removal just does solve the Delver matchup because the initiative fights toe-to-toe -to -toe on like advantage with expressive iteration with Mystic Century, probably in theory. So we'll try that. Um, XJ Cloud and Jarvis U played a bunch of games yesterday of the weekend. And it was like 
5-3 to Delver, or maybe a bit better. They'll correct me if I'm wrong. I think mm-hmm. Delver, yeah. Delver, as the deck is kind of constructed, XTO is playing like Mox Diamond builds as well. Oh, and maybe, well, but maybe the deck just becomes tuned enough and like targets Delver enough that it can uh-huh. be good. Yeah. Is Otherwise... anybody at, at, at ELM actually gonna play Delver? Like everybody just like has their secret tech, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there'll there'll be some Delver players. Actually, do I play Delver? I don't oh, even know. Like, I <laughs> Yeah, um, I think elves. I, I was I was just gonna say stick. that because um, I I think Death Taxes is a terrible elves matchup, and this is just like a, a little mm. more like aggressive Death Taxes ish well, deck. Ar- Archon Archon is pretty great at it, but it's like since they, I mean, I'm talking about the new tomb one with like fiend artisan and stuff. Um, basically, natural order for progenitus is insane. It's really hard to beat for the deck. You can play some council judgments, but there yeah. that card's just there. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've been saying it forever, like against this, like what do they call it, like Nightmare on Elf Street, whatever. Yeah. Uh, even Mind Sensor is just so insane. It is. So, yeah, I tried three main deck for a while and I just kept getting baited to leave up my mana rather than cast my better spells. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's just I more mean, about me. I mean, you can flush them in anyways at the end of turn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's like yeah, my it's, opponent it's would have like two fetches up. And I'm like, oh, I want to get them. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, I will get you. Okay. Okay. But you're right. There's, there's like, there's a couple of mind sensors floating about in lists at the moment, and it is really good against Newton's Elves, uh, Nightmare on Elf Street. But um, it's, yeah, as I said, so you could just tech heavily into that, and you can play Containment Priest as well, very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, like, something like Reanimator or Doomsday, Dark Ritual decks can always just be faster on the play with, like, a discard spell, take your one combo hate card. Um, Doomsday, if you can cast the Doomsday off, like, three lands or get the Dark Ritual Doomsday underneath an Archon, then you can just play Cyclers and go like that. So Dude, I'm still going to hate playing against us for the very first time at ELM. Like, you oh. know, I'm going to come home from Kenya on a Tuesday and I'm leaving for, for Bologna on a Thursday. Actually, I booked my, my train just the other day. Oh, that's congratulations. Mm-hmm. So there's like almost no time to test. <laughs> well, I'm, aren't I bringing it to maybe lend you as well to play? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That's, that's going to be interesting. No, actually, w- w- one of our guys, he's actually going to the next big town around here, and he's going to try to find a, a laptop charger for an HP laptop, uh, because like we, we oh, literally nice. have, like, I want to say, like, 30 laptop chargers here, and none of them fit. Oh, no way. Yeah, we, uh, but if, if you can actually find one, I can actually start testing this. Uh, not sure what the connection is going to be. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be excited, yeah. guys. Are, are you excited too for ELM? Like, I, I keep reading and hearing about oh, uh, wait, all the dude. extra stuff that's going to be there. Like, just today I, told, I was told that there's not only one bar, but there's two bars at the venue. Like, what the fuck? Is this the most oh, bars yeah. any legacy venue has ever had? I can't wait. I was talking to some friends or a friend yesterday about going to there and, you know, they I did them through music, so I was just saying, oh, it's for nerd stuff. Don't worry about it. But I was like, the Italian <laughs> main event is the whining and dining afterwards yeah That's pretty much <laughs> we still have to figure out how to get around right apparently like they, they don't really have like proper uber so we, we might need to use italian public transport but i'm not so sure yeah, but, yeah we, we make we'll it work right. it out there yeah, yeah, yeah. easy peasy uh, i will trust you guys to to guide me <laughs> oh yeah so yeah um do do, do we close it out here uh, do, do you guys have any uh, wisdom with, to share with me that what happened legacy in the I last so. week or two no it's basically been this deck like Otherwise, it's the the challenges have looked pretty diverse. There's not been a ton of Delver. Um, I did actually play in them because yeah. I was moving in this weekend, but I was kind of following. Yeah, what along. I've been liking like recently mm-hmm. is that like there's obviously like the um the basic core and 
of like the, the um the obvious powerful decks in legacy but like every every once in a while like some something crazy pops up like this mono white stompy deck or that naya stompy deck the um we talked about the other day with like the course of crew fix nonsense you know like decks like that i mm -hmm. i find it really or like even that crappy dredge deck i played now it actually i think that i think that, i think that, i think <laughs> I, like, that, I like how we talk about decks like that win tournaments right? and like destroy the opposition and kai is like two in the morning gets drunk oh yeah let me play like control dredge <laughs> well like you know, like, like like those kind of archetypes i think like whenever um it is okay to 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 um to brew a, a deck like this you know and to well or not um is generally a good thing for a for a for, for format i want to say um so um I get I gotta say like I hate Dahlia like like just apps like there's like no like this is like the most like lame ass creature I can ever think of. Um I do think there's a card I've made more but of I, 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 but I appreciate people life. who can like come up with a deck like this because uh I would not have it would have not have uh, crossed my mind to ever build a deck like this. Yeah, I yeah, think it kind of builds itself. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's I agree. I I like having new things. I've I've always been a uh, maybe spoilt by having access to Magic Online and playing a lot there, so you're not like as affected about keeping up and stuff. Um but I like new toys. I like playing with new things. Don't like them like too much too fast sometimes, but I don't know. It feels like it's a good pace and I think this is a you know, we've had Moonstompy recently and this is like a stumpy deck, but it's it's different. It's not trying to lock you out. It's not trying to like it's it's a it's quite interactive, honestly. Apart from the initiative and cavernous holes, <laughs> but it's not trying to chalice you or transfer you or blood moon you. Right. It's workshops. Dude, I just got a WhatsApp from a friend whom I offered a job, and said friend was like, "Oh, you know what? I actually I don't feel like working." <laughs> oh that's a mood this is, this is missing infinite context and i wouldn't share it uh, if, if it was like actually like that because i'm not telling the entire story it's just like i was reading this as we are recording and like you know what i don't really feel like working right now I'm like okay cool <laughs> anyway sorry this is this is, has been the most confusing uh all over the place episode we've ever recorded before we sign if, off do you want to do like a rundown of what our plans are for uh, four seasons Actually, that would help me out a lot, yes, because I have no idea. <laughs> cool. So Friday, all three of us are playing a team. We need to come up with a team name. So if you guys have some ideas for team names, hit us up on Twitter or in our Discord or just like at shout Eternal us. MTG. Call Julian in Kenya. Go and see him in Kenya. Add Eternal MTG. See, this is why we have you. Um, yeah, we need, we need like a funny yeah, silly name, I think. Yeah, better be stupid. Not like Team Thalia. Or maybe it's Team <laughs> Dude, if it's Team Thalia, <laughs> I will drop immediately. <laughs> uh, but team you have to pronounce the German way, Team Talia. Team Talia. I don't care, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, kind of, I, I have no idea where you come from, uh, but your German pronunciation is just like so on top. I've been to Germany a lot. I used to. Yeah, no, no, dude, dude this, I've been this, to this, China this is the part where times, you have to say thank you. Oh, no, danke, danke schön. Danke schön. Arigato. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Arigato kosamasu. <laughs> 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 you know what? Speaking of which, I'm Thalia in Japanese is Sadia. I mean, it doesn't really make it any better, but I, I just, I, so I, I just team, wanted to team say, oh, dude, dude, like in Japanese, it's like Chimu Sadia. That's Chimu Sadia. Julian, do you agree with that? Chimu Sadia. Team Sadia. Team Sadia. Yeah. All right, that's our team. That actually sounds like a pretty racist It sounds like a pizza you can order. Japanese speaker. Okay, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> oh dear. So, okay, team yeah. tournament on Friday as Team Thalia. Uh, so basically, I'm playing Legacy, Kai's playing Vintage, Julian's playing Modern. We haven't like 
Sakai is probably playing. Are you playing Doomsday in Vintage? Uh, Doomsday or like, or or like some, some, some Tinker deck. I, I don't know. Like something of Doomsday. Yeah. Doomsday or Tinker. I'm going to... So basically, there's going to be three events. I'm going to play Painter in two of them and Initiative in one of them. But probably Initiative on Friday in the team. It'd be more fun, maybe. And then Julian... Wait, you get is, to play Legacy three times? Oh, because you play our Legacy seeds. Ah, yeah. that's so smart of you. How did you make that work? <laughs> I, I tricked Kai's Discord into telling... Kai to yeah. tell people you to play You're modern. secretly subscribed like 30 times to Kai. Actually, Kai is much bigger than 30 subscribers. Kai, I, I just concluded Kai is the biggest legacy streamer around. Actually, that's probably Anorak, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So that's what's happening on, on like Friday. Friday. That'll be fun. Saturday. I think it'll be pretty chill as well. It'll be a really nice like kind of get into it. Um, I, I don't imagine people take it super seriously for a team event and stuff, so... It should be really fun. I'm looking so forward I to hear that. like the, the team event is like all proxy, right? And I believe the Eternal Legacy Masters is no, also fuck, I proxy. keep getting wrong. The the European Legacy Masters European, also yeah. are proxy, and I'm pretty sure the Legacy Main Event is not proxy. Okay, cool. That's good to know. I wasn't sure. I I'm, I think the first two I know are right. I wasn't sure if the main event is proxy or not. But yeah, Saturday, all three of us will have the European Legacy Masters main event. That's the invite only thing, which has generated so much hype. Um, yeah, it's actually generated way more hype than I ever imagined. Yeah, yeah. So like they even like we we have so many people even like doing guerrilla coverage and proper coverage and mm -hmm. and like there's gotta be like more reporters than players for that main event. Yeah. So there will be coverage of this ELM. So do check out Four Seasons on Twitter. Uh, we'll put the Twitter link in the show notes because I can't remember what it is right now. I but they will do. they will definitely be posting the links to watch it out on Twitch uh, leading up to the event and stuff. So there'll be. They'll be doing the ELM, and I believe they'll be doing the Legacy main event on Sunday as well. So after the ELM on Saturday, all three of us, I assume, will be playing the Legacy main event on Sunday Hell as yeah. well. Is that right? Nah, yeah. I was actually looking at the Pioneer side <laughs> event. And, uh, <laughs> you can play Thalia and Pioneer as well. <laughs> okay, and you, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't somebody actually get qualified for the... From the, I don't even know, European Pro Tour Pioneer... Uh, yeah, Thal something. Thalia won the, the RC yesterday in America. Which is the final? The two finalists qualify for Worlds, and he won it. So, yeah, I, I'm not even going to pretend I know how that works. These days. <laughs> okay, like people care. Um, everything, like these days, everything is the Pro Tour, and nothing really is. Is the regional championship? Is the RC exactly? Yeah, yeah. there we go. RC. That's like cars to me. RC cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. You well, guys, you guys want to add anything else? No, I think we kind of jumped between a big mishmash of white stompy. Totally, uh, yeah. And I did some hype about four seasons, and we cut out three or four times. This is a very successful podcast, and June's computer's probably about to die as well. I haven't had pizza and Italian food for like two weeks at this point, and I'll be <sighs> slamming pizzas left and right. You, you, you can bet your ass. I'll, I'll do it with oh, you. Oh, yeah. By the way, actually, I, I am going to prepare for this tournament. Y you know what? I'm actually going to a car tournament tomorrow. Mm -hmm. in Kenya uh -huh. but uh, we're gonna play poker it's, it's like Uno it's basically the same right yeah Uno yeah they, draw four they, the North Kenyan Uno tournaments yeah that's that's a pretty big deal man I, I wouldn't like mess with those guys I you know I haven't looked it up but I swear that there's gonna be a world championship on Uno like it, probably somewhere Okay, you know that German game uh, Mensch ärgere yeah. nicht I have no idea what's the card it's like in the, English, the most boring board game famous. ever it's the, literally the most boring board game you can imagine. And there's literally a world championship. <laughs> and I saw an interview with a woman. And I could swear she actually won it twice or something. Oh, of, of course. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> actually, let me... Let, 
I must be good for something. Let me look up what Mensch ärgert dich nicht is called in English. Because it's so universal, it must. Mensch ärgert dich nicht. I'm typing with one hand because I'm holding the micro with the other one. <laughs> okay, what is it called in English? Okay, it says it's a German game. That doesn't give me a lot of hope for an English name. Okay, in English it is called... Wo well, fuck this shit? It's called... Mensch ärgere dich nicht. Oh, really? Man, don't get angry. Yeah, that, like that's the <laughs> translation. Man, don't get angry. It's literally called Mensch ärgere dich nicht in English. Well, Kai, I'm glad sense. we have a, a teammate that's testing properly. I know we're yeah. not. Kai, if you, uh, uh, Callum, <laughs> if you ever saw this game, like I almost want to bring like a board of it to, to Four Seasons and just like introduce you to the <laughs> magic of Mensch ärgere dich nicht. Okay, if you do that, I'm going to bring a game called Star Realms and introduce you to Star Realms. You know, that sounds just like so much more amazing. <laughs> it's a game that Darwin Castle made, and it's amazing. You know how Mensch ärgere nicht starts? No. Like, both players just keep rolling dice until someone hits a six, and then the game starts. What? That's and awful. Have... What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Why can't That's you just, just roll off and whoever's highest? And you, no. you have to do that, like, at least four <laughs> more times per, per game, unless you, like, lose <sighs> one. And, Can you yeah. imagine, like, when you sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to... So me and you, like you're like Callum, you're gonna love this game. Let's play it. And we roll the dice to get a six, and you just don't roll one for like three minutes. That's <laughs> that's actually <laughs> how the game sometimes starts. That's good. It, it, it's oh it's truly just insane. Like it, it's like imagine if you play like a game of magic, but both players start with like zero lands in hand, and it's like okay, well I guess the first one who top decks <laughs> a land wins. You know, like that type of. <laughs> it is literally that stupid. I played it so many times when I was a baby, and I hated games for like the longest time in my life. Like until I found. Magic when I was like 10 or 11 years old, but that game is just criminally retarded, really. So, uh, <laughs> you know what I love? Like, Wikipedia actually has like a text box for, for this game. It says, like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, first publication, 1914. Uh, language is German. Players, two to four. Setup time, one minute. Playing time, 30 minutes. Chance, high. In, in bracket, like, dice rolling. And then <laughs> skills, counting. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's a bit out of oh, my yeah. depth then, unfortunately. Sorry, we are again. <laughs> yeah, sorry, me and Kai can't play that. Yeah, I can only like. Yeah, you know, I, there should be like an online. I can only uh, sell myself on online. So, uh... <laughs> so if you want to hear more Mensch Ergerich news, definitely give us a follow here. Give us a sub on Apple, Apple, uh, whatever, guys. Apple Podcast. It's so weird when you record a podcast, but you you don't have your usual setup, so you can't hear your own voice. Like your voice really changes when you can't hear your own voice. I just realized this. Uh, but if you want to support more of the madness, and if you want to send me back to Germany so we can have like actually proper podcast recordings, uh, give us a is it called a sub, a pledge, support. Give us your support on Patreon.com/slash/EverydayEternal, just like our most beloved Patreons, especially on the Eternal Witness tier: Tommy Hinks, Testacula, Sebastian Holaga, Guillaume Hanawev, Sean Dewey, Francis Kauper, Cassandra Davis, Benedict Gruber, and Severin Schwarzuber. And drum roll, which I also don't have available in Kenya. We don't do drum rolls here. We just have like lions roaring. Grizzlebrand tier: Victor Benatz, Bachubat, Scott Monroe, Jeremy Gates, Hendrik Korkutz, Tom Hepp, Andrew Whitman, Kane, Ian Seifert, and Paragon Games in St. Louis. Hell Guys, yeah. it was an honor. This was the most messed up podcast recording you've ever done. <laughs> I'm very happy that you guys stuck with yeah. me through all the Please disconnects and everything. And I can't <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys in Bologna. Have a great yeah. time, everybody. Bye-bye. Ciao, everyone.